0: Part two. Okay, so I'm going to go into the other four things that I had mentioned earlier. The number two was no judgment or shaming. So why is that important? Well, tough love was pretty popular, you know, in the 80s and 90s. And people would say, well, you just got to love them by being tough. And uh, I understand that theory that you don't want to coddle them. But what I've seen is that when you shame people, your ch- especially your children, let's just talk to, about, to parents for a minute. I'm not trying to tell you how to parent, right? No, I understand that that is a difficult task. I've raised two children and went through certainly my own challenges. I would just say that from everything I've seen from my own family, as well as what I've seen in people going through treatment, young people going through treatment and observing the relationships with their families. The ones that are that the most how do I put this? The ones where the family is the most important to their children and that that the they see their parents as allies and advocates for them is when they have a good relationship. And and that doesn't mean that you get walked on as a parent. That doesn't mean that you let your children do what they want. No, not at all. In fact, children thrive on boundaries and structure. They really do. When they know what the rules are, they know where the lines are. They know that the area that they can play within and what's off limits. And when you're very clear about that, uh, things seem to go to go better when they know they can push you. And if they keep asking and keep asking, keep asking, eventually you're going to give in, then they know that they can push you. So, uh, when you have a child who is addicted and you may be disappointed, you may be upset, you may not be able to relate to them. Why, I, I sent you to this these good schools, I've I, I cared for you, I worked so hard, I put all this money into you, how is it that you're doing this? And you're even saying that you hate me and all these, you're being disrespectful, you're doing all these things. What What is going on? What, what did I do wrong? I think I'm going to tell you what I really think about you. Well, be careful with that. And I don't mean that you should not call them out, you can call them out, but you can't take back things that you've said. And one thing that I've realized as a parent is that your children will hang on to these moments and what you said in times of anger, and that will be what they base their relationship on as, as they grow up. So if you call them a worthless, lazy loser, when they're a teenager and they want to play video games and smoke weed. I understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to get them to not have that be their life in their 20s and 30s and 40s and and not amount to anything. You're trying to motivate them. But what I've seen in this generation, specifically the generation that grew up with cell phones and social media, the people that are in their 20s right now, uh, potentially in their 30s, is that they do not respond well to they cave in on that. So it doesn't mean we want to give everyone a participation trophy because they just showed up. It means that you want to help them understand that they their standards that they should live by, and that it's important that they meet those standards. And it's important to you as their parent that you are trying to get them to meet those standards, not just for yourself and your own expectations, but because you're trying to help them become an adult that can do for themselves, that can be independent, can, you know, all these things that you ask for. It's very important that you explain to them why you're doing what you're doing and that they're clear with that. And they even may have them repeat it to you in their own words or whatever it takes for them to do that, because these people. These young people these days are growing up with social media, which you and I did not. If, if I'm talking to somebody who's, you know, over 30 years old or so, we did not grow up with social media. We did not grow up believing that we were worthless and these other people who are not us are tremendously successful, right? I think I mentioned already that these, these teenagers see these other teenagers as billionaires or millionaires on YouTube and Instagram and all this fake stuff right? And maybe one out of a million is, or maybe they're not, and it's just fake. I don't know. But I know that I didn't have that pressure when I was in seventh grade or, or 11th grade that I'm a loser because I don't have an Instagram account with a million followers, or I'm not a YouTuber or a TikToker or whatever, and you know, traveling around the world making videos. I didn't have that kind of pressure. I was just a teenager like everybody else. I compared myself to the other people that were in high school with me that's just how it was. So there's a different world that is very different than the ones that we grew up in, that they live on online. So I would just say that as a suggestion, of course, I would, I would invite you to try to parents without judging or shaming. And especially if it comes to addiction, how, you know, if you, if you say like you're worthless, you're this, you're a loser. I know what you're trying to do, unless you really are just feel that way about your children. I, I would imagine that you don't. You're just trying to help them turn around. You're trying to show them that you're disappointed in them and that if they feel your disappointment, then they will change their ways. But I'm telling you that that's not usually how it happens. They are already ashamed. They've been ashamed since they were seven years old or eight years old because they aren't a millionaire already or something like that. Maybe that's extreme, but I want you to understand that you don't understand the way your kids think, the way you may think that they do. If they're exposed to social media and they're in this online world, they're being fed algorithms of data that can be very upsetting for them that you may not even realize. It's very important that you talk to your children about what they see on social media and what they're experiencing, because you know, it, it can really, really make them feel down about themselves. So that's it on the judgment and shaming. I would just ask that you parent from a constructive point. To, you know, try to do your best to to help your children without telling them what a bad person they are. Without going in that type of language. I also put that uh, structured routine, including plenty of productive activities, works well in rehab. You know, it works well in life, doesn't it? When you're uh, anybody who's raised kids, again, I'll go back to parenting. When you've got plenty for your kids to do, and they're they're going from karate practice to piano lessons to, you know, homework to, I mean, sometimes you get tired and they're busy, but when they're busy, they tend not to get into a lot of trouble. And so when you have structured activities in a routine, people thrive off of that. It really, it really does help a lot. And, and I, I go into the example in the book of doing chores and why doing chores is a good thing when you're in rehab. It's It's a good thing when you're growing up. It's a good thing when you're an adult, right? You, you, you need the floor needs to be swept at some point. The counter needs to be wiped at some point. Someone has to do that. Rather than fighting and, and you know, being upset about it, just embrace it. Just do it. Just clean it and take pride in that. There's, there's no shame in that. Uh, number four, I put allowing vulnerability and teaching real responsibility. So that word responsibility gets a bad rap. People think that if you're responsible, if you got to be responsible, that means something like you got to, you know, you've got to bear this burden on your back of going to work for the man and being miserable, and that's being responsible. I mean, I guess you could see it that way, but I don't mean it that way. I mean that you are taking ownership over your life and over your decisions. You are living an authentic life. And if you have a child that you need to support, you go to work and you support that child because that's what you need to do because you're responsible for it. If you... Um, i don't know if you have a home uh, you take care of that home you know you may you may not be a contractor you may not know how to put you know reinstall things or whatever but you're just doing your best if you own something if you own a car you 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 keep it fairly clean you keep it in working order to the best of your ability you you just anything that surrounds you anything that touches you anything that involves you you are putting positive energy into it you are deciding that i own this thing, or I am responsible for this thing. And I am putting my energy into maintaining it things like that. It's actually responsibility is not a burden. It's how to live. It's your influence into the world. If you had no responsibility, you'd be sitting in a jail cell, right? You'd have nothing to do nothing. You don't own anything, but the clothes on your back and you don't even own them. That's from the state, right? That's being no, that's having no responsibility having a lot of responsibilities, being out in the world, doing things, owning things, controlling things, and what happens, what your decisions, what decisions that you make regarding those things is how it turns out. That's your responsibility. That's your impact in the world. So a thing, when people look at things from that perspective, I think it can be more uh, enticing to be willing to take responsibility. Yeah, I want to make an impact in the world. Yeah, I want to. I want to do things. I want to own things. I want to have things. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got to be responsible in order to do that. Okay. Well, let me take responsibility for those things. I think it's a more positive way to look at it. And then the last thing I put is number five was support from loved ones without enabling. And then I I, I go into, I give you a couple of tools in case your loved one is in treatment and they're saying, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. It's not good. Help, help me get out of here. You realize that they're just addicted they're craving drugs and what do you tell them you're terrified you don't want them to leave and i go into a couple of interesting examples of of uh real life things that happened when uh when parents call us and scream at us uh, because their kids steak isn't cooked right or whatever and i'm like you know they're they're actually funny and they're ridiculous but they were true and I, i point them out because it's absurd you know, that what the lengths that parents go to. And I realize that they're desperate. I realize that they are afraid their kid is going to leave and it's going to come back and be back on drugs and stealing from them and doing all these things again. And, and, they're, and they're terrified of that. I get it. I don't take it offense to it, but it's a little ridiculous that, uh, you're, you're 37, you're calling about your 37 year old child who's mad because you're at, we're asking him to make his bed and he wants mommy to come in and save the day. And, uh, don't do that. <laughs> don't be that parent. Don't be that loved one. If, if there's a valid problem, any rehab is going to be willing to, to talk to you about it. Oh, hey, you know this, this roommate is, is, is really not good for these specific reasons. You should probably move roommates. Okay, fine. We'll look at that. But these other things are, are insane. Support your loved ones. Support them. Do not enable them. Do not bail them out. Do not tell them that I will come in on my white horse and save the day All they're going to do is continue to manipulate you and ask you to keep saving days for them so they can keep escaping responsibility. So I didn't mean for this to be like a, a parenting, uh, excuse me, a parenting class, but I, I, I just seen so many young people go through so many things that I thought I, it would be worthwhile to, to talk about it a little bit. Your parent, your children should know that you're there for them, that you love them, that you're in their corner that you want them to make it, but that you're not going to tolerate certain things. And 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 you're not doing that because you don't love them, but because that's the way that it has to be. And if they understand that and they understand those boundaries, they will know where they fell short of those standards. They will feel bad about it. And if you're willing to forgive them and offer them a chance to make up for what they've done, then that's really all they want. They just want—they the, just want their parents to be proud of them. So keep that in mind if you have a child in treatment.